0: It's Christmas 1990, and I, at six, have made it my business to wake everyone in our home on Breckenshire Drive. My mother and father begrudgingly rise from their beds, while my brother Brian, not yet two, is lifted from his crib so he too can have the pleasure of watching me open my gift. And it's just what I've always wanted. So you get the guitar, be easy with me. Now it drum easy. Might have to get in tune. Oh short, brain around this way. I can't There you go. BJ and a guitar. Six years old. Meanwhile, Brian gets what he may or may not have always wanted too. And not just a mop, as my mother makes clear. I think he has a dustpan somewhere, too, that he's going to get. What more could a child ask for? 27 years later, Brian and I return to Breckenshire Drive. We're back home in Indiana to visit our parents. And in a moment of nostalgia, we get in the car and return to where it all began, our childhood home. Park like here in the shadows. Sure. In the shadows. Am I over enough? So weird. <clears throat> Listen to this. Then it just takes you back to childhood. Directly back to childhood. Immediately I'm overwhelmed with memories. All the sidewalk chalkings I'd once scrawled on that driveway. All the t-ball I'd played in that backyard. It's the kind of time warp that hurts. A reminder that you can't go back to that place. At least not for very long. We make our way to the ditch to the left of our former home. At its bottom, amid the cattails and the weeds, is the culvert that haunted us for years. A pair of long aluminum tunnels just a few feet wide that ran beneath the street. Most of our early summers were spent daring each other to crawl through them, until one day, in a bout of bravery, I actually did, army crawling through the muck and the sludge just to say I did it. I figured that ditch would always remain as a testament to my bravest moment. But as we return there, it's evident things have changed. Wait, hold up. Where the the heck is the other side of the ditch? Did he fill it in or something? Apparently they had. The ditch was still on our side of the street, but now those culvert tunnels appeared to lead nowhere. I gotta see it. Oh, look at that! Oh, possum! possum. Oh my god! I gotta climb in that! Oh my goodness. That's right. A possum. How quickly I'd been replaced. You've taken over, huh? I was climbing in that thing before you were born, possum which was the truth. But as the night progressed, there were larger truths to uncover. One that applied to the ditch, sure, but to our entire neighborhood too. It looks so much smaller. Everything did. The only things that were bigger were us. We walked through the entire neighborhood that night, making good use of the shortcuts and the back paths we used to wander daily. There were the woods where we used to build our forts, the basketball hoop where we practiced our free throws and layups. There was the house where they gave the best Halloween candy, and the hill where, legend had it, an old rusty pickup truck had been buried long before our time. As we walked, we stirred up all our old neighborhood legends, About the time the police officer's canine got loose and tried to kill our dog. And he might have too, were it not for our cat Morris, who jumped out of nowhere, in a blaze of fur and glory, to leap upon that canine's back and steer his attention elsewhere. And we reminisced too about the robbery that had narrowly been averted when several fathers came swarming from their homes in their underwear, baseball bats waving like a band of beer-bellied vikings. The more we talked, the more it became clear that we'd become legends. Not due to anything we'd done, but because we too had become so far removed from the place itself. With the exception of one or two people, there was nobody there we even knew anymore. And nobody there who knew us. As we rounded the bend near the end of the street, this thought occurred to me. It's weird as a kid you never ever read a street sign. Like I have no idea what these streets are called. It's a strange feeling, being lost in a place you once knew by heart, and a place that you felt once knew you too. The truth was that neighborhood raised us, which is not to say our parents didn't, but simply that there are some lessons you have to learn beyond the confines of the family home. It was the bike rides and the backyard games that helped us grow, the trips to the creek to catch crawdads, the sleepover and the video games at your best friend's house. Throughout our walk, my brother and I discussed all sorts of things we'd never thought to ask, things we might never have asked had we not returned to this place. What do you like? What, what's your like memory of the house or the neighborhood? I got no know. Mm-hmm. Here, but... Memory? Uh, I mean, I, I for some reason Christmases were like it's so fun. memorable. Yep. Like that whole space was so cozy with Christmas. And I remember sleeping uh, like the last night we stayed yep. in the house. Yep was Christmas night, and like, I don't know, it was just such a cool thing. Like, the, the whole house pretty much empty, but like, presents. <laughs> when he says it was our last night in our home on Breckenshire Drive, he's not exaggerating. Christmas Eve 1995 was our last night there. Who could have predicted it five years earlier, as six-year-old me strummed on a guitar, and my two-year-old brother ran his toy mop over those floors? It's hard to remember all the details of that last Christmas, but my brother's impressions are right. It was cozy. But beyond that, we'd all reached the perfect ages to have the perfect Christmas. We kids were young, our parents were young, and the magic hung heavy in the air. I even found the home video footage to prove it. This is Christmas 1995. The last? will ever sleep here. We wanted to come back to sleep here. We bought the house on North Washington Road. We've moved most everything out. And uh, we just wanted to come back tonight so Santa could come in the morning. Santa did come, but the best gifts were the ones we made ourselves. This year we made homemade, a lot of homemade gifts. It's a book you can put. I'm gonna put my writings in it, and it has a poem I wrote right here, my picture. If you didn't catch that, it's me showcasing the wood-covered blank book my parents made me. Me telling them further how I plan to put my quote-unquote writings in it, and how the cover featured a poem I wrote as well as my picture. Somehow, I like that even more than the guitar. But the best gift I received that Christmas came from my six-year-old brother. and comics they're for BJ they're for made from by Brian no he didn't buy me a Garfield book of comics which would have made sense instead he spent weeks cutting out the individual strips from the local newspaper then pasting them on paper to make me a book Brian didn't do half bad that Christmas either wow. drawing paper construction paper tracing nice. paper yeah. The whole bunch Over of them. Pack, 96 sheets of uh, what? Clear white? No. More construction paper. Thank goodness this will last them forever. Go, 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 go. Well, at least it wasn't a mop. While waiting through the home videos, I come across my introduction to my brother. We're in a hospital room, and it's Brian's second day of life. In the video, I'm holding him while my grandfather wields the camcorder. I'll take a picture of him. I'll take a picture Can you stay with Oh, look at that. Look at that. How about that, BJ? Isn't that something? It was something. But as you just heard, I didn't really want to be the guy holding the baby. I wanted to be the guy taking the picture. I wanted to be the one to preserve that moment as best I could, to make that moment last a while longer. Nearly three decades later, it's my brother who wants to take the picture. I stand beside him as he positions his tripod across the street, adjusting the camera's many dials as he attempts to take that house's portrait. It would have been a really nice moment if it weren't for the current residents who lived in the homes that once belonged to our friends. They want to know what we're up to, and when we tell them we used to live there, that we're just snapping a picture of our childhood home, they make it clear we're no longer welcome. It's just kind of weird, the first guy says. Yeah, and we've had some robberies, the other one tells us. So you and the camera and all, it's just, it's just really weird. I get the sense they'd have been a lot more comfortable if we were robbers, as opposed to a couple of guys reminiscing. I want to tell them about the old days and how we would have handled the robberies. But what's the point? Since it's clear they're not leaving, we do. Gathering the tripod and the camera and slowly making our way back to the car. On one hand, I'm livid. Who do these guys think they are kicking us off our home turf? But on the other hand, I know it's not our home turf anymore and it's nice to know that people still care enough about the place to look out for it. That night, as I lay in my old childhood bed, I realized why our last Christmas at Breckenshire had been our best. It's because it was the year we had the least, but also the most to give. Uh, no. uh-huh. Jingle Bells.